Sholem Aleichem, welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Joshua Mack and Gabriel Sanders. Joshua is the Vice President of Marketing at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust. He has a long background working with media companies and nonprofit organizations in the intersection of editorial, product development, and marketing. He joined the museum three years ago to help it go beyond its walls and to increase awareness of the institution through innovative storytelling and programming. Gabriel is the public programs producer at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust. In his role, he primarily plans live events at the museum and is spearheading planning of the inaugural New York Jewish Book Festival. For his work to create solutions at the community level, he was awarded the 2019 Leading Edge Robert Wood Johnson Health Equity Award. Welcome to you both. Um, I'm glad that you were able to join me for a conversation today because I know if um, anything, you are very busy at the moment preparing for this inaugural Jewish Book Fair, um, which I will say at the start, and we'll repeat it again later, takes place on December 11th at the Museum of Jewish Heritage in New York City. So to get us started, Joshua, I thought I'd ask you to give a little bit of background about the museum, its overall mission, and what visitors will find there. Fantastic. And Lisa, thank you so much for having us. Um, so the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust, we're, we're actually the third largest Holocaust museum in the world, we're the largest independent Holocaust museum. We're located down on um, the tip of Battery Park, um, looking out at the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. And we, um, the museum is actually celebrating its 25th anniversary. We, uh, for those of you who haven't been to our space, and I hope that you come for the book festival, you'll discover kind of this amazing building. Um, because of our location, we have some wonderful facilities that allow us to do this book festival. Um, we have a new permanent exhibit um, called The Holocaust, What Hate Can Do. It's uh, on two floors. It has 750 objects from our collection um, and around 30 new videos that are made up of interwoven testimony telling oral history. And it covers um, both the Holocaust, but it starts with um, sort of describing who Jews are, um, describing uh, the history of anti-Semitism and then Jewish reaction to modernization of the world, 1870s on, and then the rise of um, the Nazis, and then the Holocaust is on the second floor. It's a, it's a very moving exhibit that tells the history through individual stories. And each object, often you can read, um, see photos and see the stories of the people who gave us these objects. We try to tell the history of the Holocaust through these individual stories. And um, I hope that you get to see it. We also on the third floor have an exhibit that will be open during the book festival um, by Martin Scholler. Um, there are 75 portraits of survivors um, that were taken. Originally the project was done um, with Yad Vashem for the 75th anniversary of liberation of Auschwitz. And, um, it has come to us and it's really a powerful display. You see these amazing, in Scholler's uh, unique 
way of presenting things. You see these up close photos and you read about their stories and it, it's, it's a really wonderful exhibit. Um, we also have Andy Goldsworthy's Garden of Stones, which is um, Andy Goldsworthy's only exhibition in New York City. Um, I won't go into it too much. I hope you get to see it. And we have a wonderful cafe called Lox. It's a Glock kosher cafe um, where we actually, the um, chef makes his own locks on site. Um, and it's a remarkable, remarkable place to eat. And they'll be hopefully serving a lot uh, during, the, during the festival. So that's what you get to come see. We also have a, in, in the theater, we have a 350 person theater called the M&J Safra Hall. Um, where we'll be doing the keynotes. Um, it's recently renovated, has amazing acoustics, and uh, we often do live performances and occasionally movie premieres and other screenings. It's where um, Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish premiered, and um, last season had Harmony as well for the with the folks being a who who um, rent space from us. Um, so that's the museum as a as a physical space, but I think that we also represent a, a place in the community for survivors, for their children and for descendants and really for New Yorkers um, to come learn about Jewish history before, during and after the Holocaust. Um, programmatically, we, the public programs department, which is presenting this, um, we cover that time span and do programs, both historical, programs, new programs, um, social justice oriented programs, and we, we cover the gamut. Um, and, but primarily we also exist as an educational institution where upwards of 40 to 60,000 school kids before COVID and hopefully returning will come through our doors and take tours of the exhibition. And then also we have, um, among them, we have a, a speakers bureau with um, about 30, 32 survivors who often meet with groups and with students and relate to them and tell their stories. So that's sort of who we are. Um, you are many things. And I, I will say that I've been there for Fiddler in Yiddish. The theater is wonderful. And I recently had the opportunity to visit with Gabriel in person at the museum and get a a wonderful tour. And I have to say some of the exhibits that you have right now are just really stunning. Um, and I, I hope people will make time to go tour the museum. So Gabriel, as I mentioned, we only recently connected um, via the Jewish Book Fair. Thank you very much um, for being in touch. You joined the staff, as I understand, not many months ago as the museum's public program producer. Tell me a little bit about um, how the idea came about, which Joshua alluded to, but you really have... Um, you know, sort of you're the, the person behind getting this all put together in a rather quick fashion, I might say. Thanks, Lisa. And uh, so great to, you know, meet you through this and uh, be a part of the podcast. I, as you said, I joined the Museum of Jewish Heritage in July of this year, so not a, a whole while ago, um, but my background is in community programming. And um, I, previously worked at another nonprofit in Denver, Vote Senior Life, and I um, led programs for older adults and a conference, a national, a conference with the national keynote speaker and um, 24 workshops. So that gave me a background to be able to um, work with Josh um, and our team here in the marketing department to pull this event off. 
the idea for the festival came from Josh. You know, um, I think we've been, he'd been thinking about, and we've been thinking about ways to engage New Yorkers and fulfill on this mission of um, educating about Jewish life and heritage before, during, and after the Holocaust at the museum. We have a robust virtual events program that reaches all corners of the world. Um, and we're really interested in bringing live events to the museum that we live stream out of our Edmund J. Safra Hall, and then also um, have people here to be in the theater, experience in-person events, and also from there be able to go to the exhibitions and become a more engaged member of our community. So I know a New York Jewish Book Festival had, had existed in some capacity. Josh thought of this as a wonderful opportunity to bring a one-day event to the museum. And I think, you know, future iterations might include a week-long festival, um, you know, maybe two weekends. Um, to this year, we decided to create a one-day event with 32 programs. Um, and, you know, we were really able to get some wonderful Jewish authors and Jewish subjects um, in our event. So as I said, we'll have 32 programs in the museum space that'll take over the full uh, museum. We'll have free uh, entry into our exhibition spaces that day. And we're hoping for a really wonderful turnout um, for people to connect with the museum and connect with these authors, both well-known um, and authors that I think people don't know as well. We have people like Myra Coleman, Gary Steingart, Michael Twitty, um, A.O. Scott will be here on a film panel with Annette Instorf and Mark Harris. Um, and we also have individual independent authors who will have books, book signings, um, events with people like Joy Layden, um, Greg Bordowitz, um, Liana Fink and Bob Mankoff. Uh, three Generations of Zabars will be here. So we really have an event with lots of different people. And I think it's an opportunity for New Yorkers and those joining us virtually um, to experience really a wealth of, of literary and Jewish programming that day. And Gabriel, when we spoke about this, um, I mentioned that the Yiddish Book Center has an imprint, White Goat Press, which focuses mostly on Yiddish in translation. And it seemed to me that this was a a really interesting way to connect. You talk about um, your mission being, you know, um, before, during, and post Holocaust, and certainly Yiddish literature is part of a major part of modern Jewish literature, and we're just beginning to explore it through these translations. So when we spoke about our doing a program, which we'll be presenting. You you suggested, and I thought it was really interesting, that you wanted Yiddish in translation as a focus. And I would love to hear your thoughts about that, because I thought, wow, you so get what this is all about and its relationship to Jewish literature. Thank you for that. And, you know, I we wanted this event to be uh, co-presented by a lot of different organizations. And it was so great to have the Yiddish Book Center um, lead one of these programs, but we've, we're also coordinating events with New York Jewish Week and Colonial Books. PJ Library will be doing uh, a book nook, and um, 
the forward moment. So we've really been able to uh, rely on partners in the community to pull this off. The Jewish Currents will also be there, um, Tablet. So uh, when you approached me with this idea for Yiddish translation, I think it, it aligned very clearly with the other types of events that we've been doing at the museum. Um, Yiddish is a big interest for our um, participants and our programs. And it, it has a lot to do with Jewish history, heritage, and culture. And when we talk about the before, during, and after, um, that really is a big part of our mission. So I think in doing a program at the Book Festival, um, which is you know, additional to the many other programs we do on, on Yiddish, um, we are hosting New York Yiddish Fest um, at the end of December. Um, and have some wonderful Yiddish programs uh, coming up throughout the year as well. So I think this is a great place to do a Yiddish program, introduce people who maybe haven't, um, you know, seen Yiddish in translation um, and will be like many of our other events, I think a launching off point for further engagement. And, and Joshua, I'd loop back to you for a second to ask you if you can sort of quickly touch on how Yiddish language and culture are so closely hewed to the museum's work. Recently, we had a concert with Daniel Kahn, um, came over from Germany, and I'm sure that all of your listeners are familiar with him, um, so don't need to go into his background, but what amazed me, we had 320 people in the audience, they were old and young, there was a massive amount of young the resurgence of young Yiddishkeit and, and community that crosses is so invigorating. And I'll tell you a story that, that our president, he's the um, son of, uh, he's a 2G. Um, his parents were able to communicate um, via Yiddish. That's how they, his mother was from the Budapest ghetto. His father was um, a partisan. Uh, from, I think, from Lvov, and they were able to communicate through Yiddish. And it goes through, it, it, it is very much a before, during, and after piece of the community. And, and um, so I think it's, it's central to us. And more and more, we're, as Gabriel said, we are doing programming. We're leaving theater to the folks Bina, but I think the music, um, talks, poetry, it, it's, it's, it's something that we're, feel is incredibly important to what we do. And, and I was just so struck by the multi-generational um, feel. I remember there was an intern in the education department who started showing me all these Yiddish, Yiddish kite zines that, that were really young. And so it's just by, by transcending and the interest in it, it's just a place that we, it's, it's, a, it's a visceral part of what we do, I think. And it's something that Personally, I wasn't aware of as aware of, and, and it's something that we're just going to keep diving into. And it feels just like such a piece of what we should be doing together. And I know that actually, Yish Book Center, not where Eleanor Risa is someone that we have in common. And Eleanor, um, if, if if your listeners want to get a sense of the new of the new core exhibition before they come, or even when they're here, we on the Bloom on Bloomberg app, we have our our audio guide. Um, to the new core, and it, it's on the Bloomberg app, which you can download on 
It's free and you can download and Eleanor's the narrator. And Eleanor will also be at the book festival and she's become a close friend. And I know that we're hosting with you a Carnegie Hall concert in the, in the, in the spring, um, jointly producing a concert at the museum. So it, it is something that we would, that we intend to keep exploring in programs and um, hopefully in partnership in our new partnership with you. So it's, it's very important to us. Well, um, thank you. Yeah, it's very exciting. And in the time I spent with Gabriel and running through the museum, all that is being done with your programming is um, really exciting. Reason to want to live in New York again. Not that I needed one, but <laughs> so quickly for our listeners, um, they can learn more about the Jewish Book Fair um, and can register to attend the programs by visiting ymjhnyc.org. Um, no, and, no, it's yeah. mjhnyc.org oh. okay. is, is the museum's website, but you can also go to New York Jewish NY Jewish Book Festival. Dot org, and that will redirect you to the museums, uh, to the extensive schedule that we have up for all the exciting things that are happening. And I, I recommend that listeners look at the schedule ahead of time because, Gabriel, how many programs do you have going? So we do have, we have 32 that day. Um, the seven keynotes require advanced registration. So those will be in our Edmund J. Saffer Hall. Uh, some of those, I, I the titles I spoke about. Um, the other 25 programs are first come, first serve seating. So um, those spaces vary, um, but there's a nice mix of, of programs there and um, encourage you to take a look at our site. We'll also have a resource area with invited partners and author signings. So all the authors who are joining us are taking um, are gonna uh, have author signings as well with their books that'll be for sale in our Pickman Museum shop. And we have a few special author signings that are happening throughout the day as well with Dr. Ruth, um, Sarah Maslinier, Alice Firing, and a few others. Well, it's unbelievable that you put this together. Um, it's ambitious. And I think it speaks to the fact that there's an audience of readers hungry for something under the umbrella of Jewish literature. So hats off to you both for pulling this off. And we are so looking forward to being there with you um, and hope that our listeners will stop by and learn more about the Yiddish Book Center and White Go Press, along with attending all of the activities. Again, it's December 11th, Sunday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, and get more information. Thanks you both for joining us today. And I hope this is the beginning of um, years and years and years of continued Jewish book fair and other engagements together. Thank you, Lisa. We did too. Thanks. Thanks so much. You have been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Elizabeth Carteropoli. Until next time, be well and be healthy.